two, foot fly. Welcome to the Ditching Perfection Podcast, a podcast that will help you pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm your host, Carly Bartlett, and along the way, we're going to have some raw conversations and share some practical tips that will remind you to throw some confetti and celebrate yourself. Your inner critic does not have to be the dominant voice in your life anymore. Hey, have you signed up for my weekly email? Okay, if you haven't, I would love for you to hop over to carlycommunicates.com slash resources and get signed up because every Friday I send just a little pop of confetti to your inbox. I send a bite-sized Bible study to help you with your scripture studies as you are diving into the weekend. And you know, sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So hopefully this little study that I send out will give you some momentum as you continue to dive into the scriptures. And then also I just send some encouragement, what I've been processing, what I've been thinking about, and what I've been learning. So it's just a way to dive in a little bit deeper and a way for us to connect outside of the podcast and outside of Instagram. So I would love, love, love for you to sign up for that weekly email. Once again, you can do that at carlycommunicates.com slash resources. I just send something once a week and I just want it to be fun and encouraging. I think that it is. So go ahead and sign up for that right now. Pause the podcast. Just do it right now. Well, hey, as we are heading into this conversation today, I have a couple of questions for you. So first of all, do you feel unsure of your calling or is it crystal clear? I think for a lot of people, there's some uncertainty there. Here's the second question. Are you in a season where you're just getting by just putting one foot in front of the other, but you don't feel like your heart is on fire with purpose? If so, looking back at your childhood self, your dreams, your passions, your gifts, those things may actually give you clues to how God has wired you and what steps to take next in your life right now. So that's what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today. My friend Danica Langley is on the podcast and she is such a gem. Oh my goodness. I just adore Danica. I've known Danica since she was born, actually. Our families are very close, dear friends. And as we talk about in the episode, you know, for a while we actually thought we were family. I mean, that's how close we are. But I have gotten to watch God clarify Danica's passions since she was a kid. And it's just been a privilege to have a bird's eye view of what God has been doing in her life. Danica started going to Kenya as a 12-year-old with her family through a partnership with an organization called Expansion International, never realizing that she would end up being a leader in that same organization. It is like the coolest story. God's fingerprints are all over the whole thing. So if you're a young or young at heart person asking God what's next, This episode will remind you that your passions may have been hidden in your heart all along. But just to give you a little bit of background on Danica before we jump into the conversation, Danica is a friend, a daughter, a sister, and a proud auntie, and she is the assistant director at Expansion International, where she is dedicated to seeing people set free from poverty, lifted to opportunity, and transformed by the love of Jesus. Isn't that so good? 
Danica jumps back and forth between East Africa and the U.S. She loves traveling and seeing life through the perspective of many different ways it's lived. And more than anything, she desires to usher in the presence of Jesus and the love of Jesus in every interaction that she has. And you will hear that as she shares with us on the podcast. Danica is definitely an encourager in my life. She reminds me to keep stepping out of my comfort zone to see God's work in unique ways that only come from taking a risk. So grab your notebook, grab your pencil, and be ready to smile. You will just love this conversation with my friend, my dear friend, Danica Langley. Hi, Danica. Welcome to the Ditching Perfection podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you are here, Danica. And we just have so much to talk about. We were just talking for, gosh, like almost 20 minutes just now, even before we (laughs) recorded. Just so fun to catch up with you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. And okay, before we dive into all the things about your life and ministry and all of that, I'm Mm -hmm. so curious, what are three things that are bringing you joy right now? They can be so random or whatever. Just three things that bring you joy. Okay. I already have the first one because I talk about this every day to my roommates. They're probably so annoyed, but I got a milk frother and it's literally been the highlight of like every morning for me because I make this like cozy oat milk latte. Yes. Couch, worship a bit. And it's been the best thing ever. Okay. I love that because it kind of makes you feel like fancy coffee shop. Yeah. But then you have the luxury of being in your sweats and on your own couch. Literally like roll out of bed coffee. Ooh, I love that. That's such a good one. Yeah. So that one, uh, I don't know. I've been loving this window that I have in my house that shows me literally like the whole street that we live on because there's trees everywhere. Like I wish I could show it to you, but I sit here in the morning with my oat milk latte and I just sit out this window and the sun comes up and Mm -hmm. I've been finding like so much life in that recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I would say the third thing is that I stocked our fridge in our office with LaCroix. And I feel like this freedom now to just drink LaCroix all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Those are such random things, but. Oh, so good. Okay. What's your favorite LaCroix flavor? Right now it's the watermelon one. Watermelon? It's like Pasqua or something. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I have not tried that one. So good. You got to try it. I yeah. like the coconut one. Okay. Yes. That one is good. But I feel like that one gets mixed reviews. Like some people love it or some people hate it. To me, I kind of think it smells like lotion or tastes like lotion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm in Bath and Body Works and I'm going to drink this. <laughs> yeah. But I'll like mix it with like, like a lime or something like that. And okay. Like, and that like, helps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those were good ones. I like those. Thank yes. <laughs> it's a good reminder. I think especially in this cultural moment that we're in right now with it's just so much hard stuff and heavy. Like we obviously need to pay attention to that and yeah. ask God to help us know how to engage the world and share hope. But also, yeah, we just got to remember there's like simple joys. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Those are so good. <laughs> love it. Okay. Yeah. So Danica, I would love for you to just tell us who you are, what you're up to, what God's been doing in your world these days. I know that's a lot, but whatever you want to share with us initially. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know if if you're going to mention this at some point. I think the people need to know that we've literally known each other like my entire life. Yes. I was was thinking about this like last week 
that I used to think I used to think that we were cousins because I was like I don't know how we're related like when I was little I was like we're cousins and they're already always at family events and like we have to be related and then like in like junior high I think it was like are we not related I don't know I just always I know we just know each other for so long we're pretty much related without being related it's like the close yeah yes for sure that's so funny yes we have known each other literally your whole life yeah yeah I'm so glad. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, about myself, I am, let's see, I currently live downtown Boise in Idaho and I live with friends and I spend my days just going on walks with my roommates, going on bike rides, hikes up in the foothills. Um, I work currently for an organization called Expansion International and we work in Kenya. So I do get to spend split my time a bit between Kenya and the U.S., um, which is like such a gift and such a joy. But when I am here, I love to, I honestly just love sitting and being with my friends, love being with my family. A lot of them are nearby. Um, I have a little nephew that I love to spend time with. He's almost one years old and he's so, so cute. Um, I just planted my first garden. And I feel like I'm trying to become a farmer slash gardener, but it's in the works, but I'm so so happy about it. I planted tomatoes, spaghetti squash, which I've never eaten spaghetti squash, but apparently it's like all the rage. So I had had great things. Um, And then cucumbers and peppers. Wow. I'm pretty excited. I just look at them every day and I'm like, you guys are doing great keep growing <laughs> Great bring them on <laughs> yeah <laughs> like water them and I'm like please grow please give yes. me yes yeah we love so it is, this is at your house with your roommates yeah so we have like a little patch of land in the back but we it was like landscaping sorry landlords um but we like kind of like dug it up and like started planting things in the ground love it. yeah we're really excited okay be- you'll have to yeah. keep me posted on how it goes I will we have a garden that we really worked hard on. And by we, I mean, uh, Mike <laughs> worked really hard on <laughs> last year and got it all laid out, but then we didn't really tend to it very well. Oh no. We had a kajillion tomatoes. <laughs> well, that's um, good. It produced something. It, that worked, but then like a little lettuce and the rest of it was just not good. Oh, but the crazy thing is we didn't do anything to it. It's full of weeds and stuff. And then just now full of lettuce again. From last You're year. Kidding. That's I amazing. didn't know that it would come back. I didn't know that about lettuce either. Wow. I know. So okay. there we go. Yeah, we'll have lettuce solid. and nothing else this year because we're <laughs> yeah. not doing that again until we learn to be I'll bring you some vegetables. <laughs> okay, that'd be great. I hope and pray that something grows. We'll see. Oh, that, that'll be fun though. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah, That's my fun. roommate and I watched like a documentary about farming yesterday or on on Monday and we were like, we're farmers now because we have a garden. Yeah. Even though we live in the middle of downtown Boise and there's okay. cars everywhere. But we were like, this is our new life. Like we're gonna get chickens, which I don't think is allowed at all. But we want to do that. You're like, sorry, landlord, that I dug up this area <laughs> of the grass and sorry now that we have chickens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh sorry, dear. Everyone. Yeah. That is too <laughs> funny. I love it. Okay, keep me posted on all that. That's so fun. It's like urban farming. Absolutely. You could have a documentary. Oh, I should. Yeah, I know. You totally should. (laughs) Okay. So Danica, tell us about expansion a little bit more and how you got involved with expansion. 
Okay, yeah, so Expansion International is an organization that's based here in Boise, but we work uh, primarily in Kenya at the moment. We work to set people free from poverty, um, see them lifted to opportunity and then transformed by the love of Jesus. So I love that. Is that the actual tagline? Yeah. That's oh, the tagline. I love it. It's I so tried good. to make it sound very normal that I just said like the whole tagline, like very casual, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's so clear and it's so moving. I'm like, yes, I love yes. it. Yeah. We specifically use the word set free from poverty instead of using like we want to see the end of poverty or something like that because we felt like it really poverty really is something that um is a deficit a, a holistic deficit deficit spiritually physically emotionally mentally um and we really want to see people set free from the oppression that mm -hmm. is poverty and not just get rid of poverty and not see their lives lifted to opportunity and then ultimately we want to see them transformed by the love of jesus so yeah. um yeah we get to do that in a really holistic way so we do that through healthcare, education economic empowerment um but primarily we do that just through partnership with different communities in kenya so mm, that's awesome yeah. yeah it's amazing i um started going over there when i was 12 12 years old with my family we all went together and it just absolutely changed everything for us as a family, but specifically for me, I, so the Lord did something in my heart during that first trip. That was in 2009. And since then, my heart has just been so drawn to Kenya and the people in Kenya and expansion as a whole. Um, but this story is just so fun because it just shows God's creativity. Um, so I went when I was 12 continued to go every so many years we would go mm -hmm. back and loved it so much but I was always the like 12 year old 13 year old 15 year old you know right going on these trips not like this adult that was looking for a job or something like that right. and so I like went to Kenya ended up going off to school um went to Kenya a couple times when I was in college but really started like being drawn to like some other organizations and different things and the Lord in that was so deeply moving because I would still think about Kenya and my like heart would leap. Like I love it so much. Mm. And, um, so yeah, I've, I've stayed connected. I was on the board of expansion for like about a year and a half in 2019. And I was at that time, I had just graduated from college. I was actually pursuing a master's in something completely other than nonprofit. It was going to be in child life. And I was really focused on that. I was working at a coffee shop, living downtown with my friends, like really loving life, but also feeling this tension of like, I want to work towards some of these goals and like these passions I know the Lord has put in my heart. Um, but not knowing how to do that because come 2020 and the world shut down, mm -hmm. um, I was out of work. We, the coffee shop had closed for like six weeks. I was out of work so much so enjoying like a vacation a paid yeah. vacation not thinking much about like what I would do when the world reopened um so when it did I was kind of in this place of like do I want to just continue life as it was or do I want to start pursuing some of those goals that I have for myself so one morning in May of 2020 I was in my house praying and I just had I actually wrote in my journal I looked at it like a few months ago just to like relive the moment um, I said, Lord, give me a supernatural opportunity for a job today. 
because I knew the mm-hmm. type of job that I wanted would come through relationship, divine appointment, something like that. Yeah. And when I closed my journal, stood up, went to like the counter, looked at my phone, I had gotten a text from the operations director in, um, at expansion saying that someone had, had left their position. Did oh I my gosh. Like literally I was running around my house, like screaming. I was like, like literally Lord, that day what? you wrote that you wrote yes. it. And then you got up from your quiet time yes. and saw that on your phone all within like 15 minutes. Oh it my gosh. So crazy. Yeah. It was so, so crazy. Whoa. And I started the next day at expansion on staff. So oh that, my was, gosh. that was so, so wild, but also just so the Lord, like Whoa. he had prepared me like all of all of college in 2019, he took me through some like deep personal healing from things and just refined me as a person. Like, um, yeah, really took me through a beautiful time of like refinement, like hard and beautiful time. And I know he was preparing me for like what was to come. So I stepped down from the board, took the staff position and then was in that position as the programs coordinator, working with our education program, our mission trips, um, for about a year and a half, I was in that position. Okay. And, um, going back like to 2019, I went on a trip to Kenya with expansion, my first trip in probably like three years. So took a little like three year break on that trip. I got to see so many of the projects that we had started when I was a young girl with expansion come to like fulfillment and like completion. Mm. And I also just felt like this freedom from the Lord that I hadn't felt previously in Kenya. And I came home from that trip feeling burdened for the organization in a way that I hadn't before. Mm. And for the first time, my eyes were open to the idea of having a career or like a job at expansion, like with that work, because up until that point, at that point, I was like 21, 22. And that's when you're kind of like, I should probably get a job. That's like a real job. (laughs) I don't know, you know, but then like, you don't know how to step into that adulthood and whatnot. So when I came back and had this burden for the organization, I thought like, what would satisfy this burden? Mm. And a leadership position is like what came to mind. And honestly, the Lord kind of put on my heart, the role of executive director, which was so crazy because I got my undergrad in psychology and Christian studies and I was going to pursue like child life, which is like somewhat in the medical field. Right. And I had no business experience. I was not like your math and science girl. And, um, so, and yeah, I was like 21, 22, like 22, I think. And yet the Lord was like, no, this will be like the position that satisfies that burden. And so I was like, okay, Lord, if that's it, then you got to like pave the way for this. Cause I don't, I couldn't even like strive to get that position if I wanted to, you know, Mm -hmm. I had no experience, no, um, none of the things that would qualify me for that. So anyways, about a year ago now, I was offered the position as assistant director in pursuit of learning what it would take to become the executive director. So starting January this year, I stepped into the assistant director role and I'm just full-time training towards what could become the executive directorship um, of expansion, which is just so beautiful and so crazy to think about how the Lord has paved that way. And from when I was 12 years old, he started just planting seeds in my heart of like, 
this is going to be it. Like, this is mm-hmm. what I have for you. This is what I want your heart to like beat for. And um, yeah, that's what it's become. So it's mm-hmm. been that's amazing. God's yeah. fingerprints are all over that whole journey. And so it's just really beautiful then to think about what will come. Like, this is such a beautiful story already. And so then in the moments maybe where there's unknown or it feels like, okay, God, how am I supposed to handle this? What do I do? Because leadership like can be tough. Totally. What a beautiful way to be able to like look back and see how intentional and clear God has been so yeah. that that will just continue to fuel you and fuel you in the future. I just love that. Yeah, no, it's so true. Yeah. Oh. Like I can only depend on his faithfulness, you know, that's mm-hmm. like, I can fall back on that. And that's, what's so freeing about a life with the Lord is I didn't do anything to get myself in this position other than stay open to what he was leading me to. And because of that, it's humbling. It's like really humbling to say, there's a board full of people that have so much experience and wisdom and years on me that think that I'm capable of learning what it takes to to do this job well and it's humbling and it's empowering and yeah it's just been the most beautiful and trying time of my life I'd say harder than I thought more joyful than I thought but it's been Mm, yeah well just to affirm that in you like you've always had such a gift of natural leadership you love people so well you are very like responsible and smart and yet the the most clear thing when I think about you is just how much you love Jesus. And so I think all of those gifts combined what God has given you, but then your willingness to be open and reliant on God, like that I'm not, I'm not even surprised that you are where you are. Like, because I'm just, I've seen this in you for so long and it's just beautiful to see how God has, yeah, opened the doors and paved the way. It's awesome. But you mentioned Danica that it's been more joyful than you would have thought and we're trying what are some of the things that are that are challenging and how are you seeing God helps God's help in that too yeah so it's been amazing because the organization is taking time to train me which I don't think a lot of people get Mm. like time to learn they're kind of expected to like jump into a new role or equip themselves and yeah the organization has created the position I'm in now to give me time to learn. And so that has given me a lot of confidence in the process because I feel like the Lord has really designed that purposefully. And so submitting to that plan has been really good. And at the beginning, I didn't want to submit to the plan. I wanted to just kind of jump into the role and then learned Oh, I have would I would sink so badly if I jumped into this position right now without this training process. And so um the hard parts I would say have just been balancing the everyday learning and the important mundane things I have to learn to step into this position with also seeing like what's going on in Kenya and having a vision of the next 20 years of expansion. But then having to sit down at my desk and say, like, what do I type right now on this piece of paper to get me to like tomorrow? And Ah, kind of balancing that tension of seeing the future a bit and knowing the Lord's promise over this organization is so good. Um, 
but then also being okay with like learning the task at hand that has been tough. And then I think with any transition of leadership in an organization, there's just the opportunity to learn from one another, which can be really, really amazing and really, really hard at the same time Sure. Um, when you have differing opinions or just like new opinions and, you know, having grace for one another in that process. Um, If anything, I know that this training process will refine my character in a beautiful way into Mm. like what it will, what it will take to be a leader for an organization like this and the leader that I would want to be. Yeah. Every year, every month that goes by, I'm like, thank God, thank God that I have (laughs) Oh, like a group of people that are willing to invest in me, but I also have had like the time that like I get to go through these seasons and these yeah. and learning because I would like to hope that I'm getting better with time as I like surrender oh, yeah. more to the Lord. And I think we all want that. So mm-hmm. I would say the challenges are outweighed for sure by the joy that I oh, see. Oh yeah, within for it. sure. Yeah. 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 But I can understand that really having excitement and passion and just like wanting to dive in and then having to, instead of go just like zooming forward to kind of have to like, just walk it out, that, that would be hard. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that feel like they have these ideas and passions and dreams that God has given them and they just like want to go, but maybe the doors aren't open yet, or maybe they're like just having to take small steps forward, what kind of words of encouragement would you have for people in the, in a season maybe similar to yours? Yeah. Um, I would say kind of what I said before, like submitting to the process that has yeah. been kind of a phrase that comes to my mind almost every day, because you're going to feel more at peace when you say, okay, the Lord has me on this timeline for a reason. Yeah. And usually we have no idea what that reason is until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so to think back to times in your life that you have trusted his timeline and he's proved himself faithful, like he always does, like use that your own testimony in that to say like, he'll do it again. And like, Mm -hmm. this will be so beautiful. I just have to kind of hold on throughout the process and, and be open to what he's teaching you, be open to what he might be speaking to you or showing you that you haven't seen yet and another thing I don't know if this is a quote by someone I I would give them credit if I if yeah I did, but, um it's like know what you do know and know what you don't know so mm-hmm. like there are things that I do know already and like things that I've learned from experience or that the Lord has taught like taught me or my master's has taught me at, right like things like that I do know those things, but I also know that there's so many things I don't know. Mm. And so to not be blind to the fact that you don't know things, like you're being naive in yourself. If you think you've got it all figured out, that's just going to make it harder for everyone. So be confident in the fact that there's so much to learn Mm -hmm. and then find joy in learning it and being taught what that is. Yeah. That's kind of been my, my fallback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really wise. And I think that is just such a humble approach to saying yes to God and to leadership um, and and the path that he has. I don't know that we can fully walk into what God has for us without that like open-handed humility. If not, we're like clinging to our own plans and our own desires and our own strategies. And we, we may be completely missing what God actually has. Yeah. 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 God is so intentional in every season. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I, I've come to just cling to that, even the, the most challenging times. Yeah. And you mentioned that you went through a, a pretty difficult time of refining mm-hmm. in, you, I think you said 2019. Mm-hmm. So what, what was that like? You can share however much you want to share, but how did you see God's intentionality, even in the hardest of trials? Yeah. Yeah. So when I went off to college, it was really the first time that I as, as brave as I thought I was, or as much experience with the world as I thought I had had, I have grown up in the same town, home, church, family, friends, up until that point, I, that's all I had known. And mm-hmm. we did travel and we did see things, but I didn't realize how much of my identity was in my family, my circumstances, my church, and yeah. being taken from that in college. It's just easy to allow the world and many, you know, opposing things come and tell you who you are. And so I believed a lot of what the world said I was just identity wise and lost a lot of the key parts of who I was in the Lord. And like some of the things that I knew he had like created me to be just because like my footing got it. I lost my footing a bit. And so, um, Yet at the same time, I was like still pursuing the Lord and there's a tension in that too of like, I wasn't who I wanted to be, but I was like still running after the Lord. And just to know that like, when I was crying, he was crying next to me. When I was laughing, he was laughing next to me. Like he Mm -hmm. really was with me in every moment. And even looking back on that season, I can think of like some hard moments and he was like, I was just right there. Like I was there all along. You just had to like say, Hey, and I would have said, Hey, back, you know, so Mm -hmm. that was, it was a hard time, but then coming home, the Lord was so faithful in just bringing me back to who I was like Mm. pretty quickly too, which I'm just thankful for because it's miserable to not live in your identity. Like, yeah, just created us all so uniquely with so much purpose. And I like to think of like, there's words that he wrote on your heart when he created you, like who you are. Like he told me I'm an empathetic, authentic, um, and consistent daughter. Like he told me those are the things I am. And when he told me that I was like, yeah, my, my soul came alive when he told me that, because that's what he wrote on my heart. Like, of course my soul is like responding to my father in that. And so, um, to come back and be kind of brought through this, uh, restoration process, I guess I would say, um, It's ironic because I was working for my dad at one of his clinics called Restore Physical Therapy for like the whole year I came back from Oh yeah. Uh (laughs) And every wall in that clinic, there's like Psalms 23.3, like he restores my soul Mm. all over the place. Like just everything about it. I almost would laugh when I was sitting there at work because like between like passwords we would have and just things that I'm like. I'm like pouring scripture over myself as I'm like sitting and working in like an office admin position. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, God, you are restoring my soul as I sit at Restore Physical Therapy every single day. Like it yes. was so wild, uh, but it was so beautiful. It's like funny now because I think God thinks it's funny too. You know, like I think he's like, yeah, I got you. Got you yeah. with that one. Like couldn't have made right. it more obvious. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that that was such a beautiful time but I like quickly after a lot of freedom that I found is when he started really like using me for these purposes that I felt his Mm -hmm. promises over and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so I know it's all 
all in his timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. God is so intentional in every season, which I just love. I, I don't know, this is kind of random, but several years ago, I felt like I was in a season of waiting and wondering what was next. And I'm like twiddling my thumbs, like, come on, God, like what, what's going on? What's next? I I wanted to like dive into something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God was like, okay, you and I both love target. So yeah, so much. Yes. (laughs) You're wearing a target thing. I love it. Yeah. So I felt like God was like helping me understand and speaking my language and going, it's like every season I give you an unlimited target gift card and you can fill that cart or you can be like, "Uh, I don't really know what this season has for me. And you can like go pick up a couple highlighters and like a coffee mug and call it good. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can like fill the cart. Like what I am offering you is the same, but are you willing to like see it and believe it and receive all that I have for you, even in the season that like you didn't necessarily anticipate for yourself. Yeah. And so anyway, with that, I was like, okay, I'm going to fill my card. God, you know, um, I'll give everything I wanted. Yes. Um, and not to be like consumeristic, but I I felt like that's a picture that God helps me understand. Like in every season, like just receive it, receive it, receive it because he's so intentional. And so your story just reminds us today, like no matter where we are, whatever season we're in to like, just receive it because what is going on in this particular season is instrumental for the next. Yeah. And like, we want to receive everything. So we're ready for the next step when it comes. Totally. So you talked about identity mm-hmm. and I'm curious, Danica, if some of, if, if perfectionism or like people pleasing, striving has played a role in, in your story and maybe some of those moments where you felt like your identity, you weren't living into your true identity of who God created you to be. What's, I guess, yeah. What's your relationship been like with those kind of things? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily a textbook perfectionist, Yeah. but I hold myself to probably an unrealistic standard mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Yeah. And that has probably been something that I've realized a lot, even in this process with training for this job um, and kind of growing into who I want to be is like, there's just so much grace. Like if I can't have grace for myself, how can I like pour grace out on other people? Yeah. Um, If I can't like receive the grace that the Lord gives me like in abundance, how can I give grace in abundance? And, um, yeah. So realizing that, realizing that I probably put unrealistic, realistic expectations on other people as well, which mm-hmm. with leadership, that's just not, not a great thing to do. Um, so yeah, I would say I have found a balance maybe between perfectionism and wanting to do things with excellence. I think yeah. I see like the positives maybe of perfectionism. Like, and I think I, I, well, I know I see this in your life as well as like, you want to do everything with excellence. You want to yeah. like show up with excellence. You want to, you want to like, yeah, everything you create is excellent because there's value in showing that side of life. And I think the yeah. Lord is in excellence. I think he calls us to a life of excellence. And so, um, channeling perfectionism and trying to take away the burden and the unrealistic expectation and mm-hmm. change it more into 
like, I want to do the best that I can. And I want to make this the best it can be for other people as well. I mean, you know, my mom, she like <laughs> does everything excellent and yes. beyond. And yes. as much as like, we'll roll our eyes and tell her her puns are silly. We love it. And she yeah. like, celebrates well, and she loves people through the way that she like goes above and beyond. And it's so, so true. She does have a high standard for the things that she does, but it's because she wants it to be as good as it can possibly be. And I mm-hmm. think like even through the way that she lives her life, I've seen why, why it is important to do things to the best of my ability, Yeah, but also having grace for myself when I don't mm-hmm. hit, that, hit that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all really insightful. And I love that you brought up your mom because she really is like such an example of showing care and the love of God through the excellence yeah. and through intentionality. Uh, I think it was like a month ago, Mike called me, I wasn't at home and he was like, Oh my goodness, Jackie and Robin just dropped off a pizza. Oh. They drove like all the way to our house, which is like 45 minutes so. and brought us a pizza and it said some cute little pun. Like of we need you to know that you're great or <laughs> like you're a slice above the, I don't know, you know, something super cute. I can't remember so what it cute. was. But, you know, just like how, because she does things with such intentionality and excellence that that can be a gift. And so I think that's a really great reminder, Mm -hmm. but then there's like where it can start to tip to unhealthy. And like you said, the carrying the burden of the expectations for ourselves being just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some signposts for you that you're like, okay, I'm starting to tip to this, like unhealthy standards for myself. I would say when I start to control situations, I can tell that I'm not pleased either with how I'm performing or how other people are performing. And that's when I have to take a step back and say, why do I feel like I need to control this situation right now? Is it because I'm insecure about something? Is it because I don't think that this is being as uh, done as well as it should be? Which I do think there's like also positive to that in some way. I think like the signpost can be kind of like warning signs of like, you're close, like don't get there yet. Um, But yeah, I would say controlling a situation or just if I can see myself getting like insecure about something, it's probably Mm. because I've held my standard too high for that situation, that experience, how I reacted, how I responded, how, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of times, I, I don't know if you do this, but I can leave a conversation or a meeting or an interaction with someone and just like overanalyze it and drive myself absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. Like hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. I remember one time I had a, a boss and a mentors tell me that I have analysis paralysis. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. It like yes. stops me from moving forward because I'm just like paralyzed in my overthinking. Yeah. I have, I definitely yes. have that too. And it's not fun. It's not fun to like leave a situation and be like, yeah oh my gosh, I did it this way when I shouldn't have done that. Or I said this and I didn't, I don't want someone to perceive it this way, you know, like yeah. getting caught in this like mind game when it's like, have some grace, have yes. some mercy for yourself and move forward. Yeah. You know, so, um, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. And knowing too, that the people that are worth having around are going to be gracious to us too. So we need to be gracious and then also know that no one in our life expects us to be perfect. At least the people that are like going to be, you know, sweet for our soul. Yeah. And then 
if we need to be called out for something, then they will also do that in a loving, gracious way to help us grow. But yeah, we, we get to extend that to other people and we get to receive that. And so, you know, I have to leave conversations and go, oh yeah. Even if I said something's really dumb, like people love me and they are willing to give me grace and help me learn. So, okay. Easier said than done though. I'm like saying this and I'm going, uh, when did I put that into practice very well lately? I don't know. (laughs) I know. Totally. It's like what we were talking about, like deleting things from the podcast. It's like, well, you can't do that in real life. So it's like, you might as well just have grace for yourself anyways, you know, right? just say it came out of my mouth. We just pray that the, the words just leave people's heads if they need to and stay in there if they need to, you know, it's just, there's grace over it. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Or just yeah. bigger than us. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, before we started to record, we were talking about the editing process a little bit. And I was telling Dan again, most of the time we don't really edit things out. We just like, let it be. Cause you know, here we are ditching perfection, but I did tell her that most of the editing that happens on the podcast is when I do my own like solo episodes. Cause then I get really nitpicky, <laughs> but with my guests, I'm like, Oh, it was so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So Speaking of, you know, those moments that we just have to like laugh at ourselves and know we're not perfect. Do you have a face palm moment to share with us, Danica? <laughs> I do. I'm excited. I hope it's as funny as I think it is. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I live in this house with there's four of us girls and we're all like mid 20s. And it's it's kind of like Friends, the show, like mm-hmm. kind of that you know, we just have friends coming in and out and life is just silly and fun. Um, but one of my roommates, uh, started dating this guy like three months ago, four months ago. And so we have this like long living room and I was like sitting on the couch. I don't know if I was like watching a movie or something one evening. And I saw them like walk up to the front door and because like no one had really been dating anyone in our house for a while. So I wasn't used to like the dating things. Yeah. And, And so, you know how like the first few like dates it's like you do the walk up to the front door (laughs) like that whole thing um I just assumed they needed me to let them in like the front door (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh they're locked out you know whatever so I walk up to the front door I turn on the porch light turn on like all the lights and I'm like I open the door they're like having a moment and I was like no (laughs) they like walk in the house and they're just kind of standing there and I was like how was your day like how did it go (laughs) you know like obviously they were in the middle of something so I literally ran downstairs like sat in my room until I heard him leave and then I like screamed from my room and I was like I'm so sorry oh my gosh like they were totally gonna kiss or something and I just like turn on the lights I'm like the old dad like sitting there like waiting (laughs) but I like didn't even think about it I was like I was like, oh, surely they just need let in the door, you know? Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, thankfully my roommate is gracious and she laughed it off with me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then what happened when you saw the, the guy the next time? Did you say anything? I think I was just like, oh, hey, sorry, I ruined your moment last time <laughs> or something awkward like that. <sighs> just like try to let it go and yeah, hope for the best. Thankfully, they're still dating. Oh my gosh. You know, all is well. Did I ruin that relationship? That's a good one. I like that. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Love it. 
Okay, then Danica, we also like to just stop and celebrate ourselves because so often we can be our own worst critic. So what can you say today to celebrate you? Oh man, I would say it is kind of hard to think think this one through. Um, I would say that kind of what I like talked about in this podcast is like this season has been a little bit more challenging in areas than I thought it would be, but I've also pressed into the Lord more than I ever have in so many of those areas. And I would like to think that I've faced those challenges well, and I've grown from them Mm. versus like getting frustrated or stuck in them. And so it feels good to kind of step into a new day, step into the office again and say like, okay, I think I'm doing this the best that I can, like the best that the Lord has like given me grace for. And, um, so yeah, it's good to like stop and think about that process this far and Mm -hmm. celebrate what has happened and the good things that have happened and all the good things that are going to come with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. 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 That's so great. Well, yes, I celebrate that with you for sure. And I can see that. Um, when you mentioned pressing into the Lord, what does that mean to you? Okay. So, um, I would say my time with the Lord is very valuable to me because, um, I've found that I really cannot be the best version of myself and who I want to be. So that like, I want to show up to situations and not feel like I have to analyze them when I leave because I just pulled from this like empty gas tank of myself. Like I want to show up and I want to like pour out the grace of God to people and love. And, um, so my time with the Lord is what fills that up in me. It helps me like refocus. So I, lo- I spend a lot of time with the Lord in the mornings, yeah, worshiping, writing, um, reading the Bible, but I actually had this prophetic facial the other day. Yeah. Amazing. It was literally the greatest thing ever. You're getting a facial. And then the lady, she's like praying over you and speaking like truth over you the whole time. Like it's, wow. It's a great experience. Highly recommend. Does she like um, advertise herself in this way or did this just happen? It's called a ministry facial. It's, it's like on her website. Wow. Yeah. It's great. It's really, really great. Um, but so I had that like a few months ago, maybe. And, um, she said something, she had written down something for me and it said, don't be like the rest of the world that does one supercharge. She was talking about your phone. Um, that does one supercharge overnight. Be the type of person that gets like charged throughout the day Mm. and, uh, or like little charges throughout the day, something like that. But it was this beautiful picture of like, don't even rely on like telling me like to not rely on just that morning time to sustain me for the whole day. Like find moments where you can just sit there and like inhale the Lord and exhale like his grace and just say like, this is a new moment that I need you. And so I'll find myself in my office. Sometimes I'll close the door and turn on worship music and just kind of like let my office be filled with like his presence or um, driving between meetings. I really make a point to either pray out loud in my car or listen to worship music, just Mm -hmm. so that my mind is like recentered throughout the day on who the Lord is, who I am in the Lord, what he's called me to, why expansion is important, why loving people is important. And, um, so yeah, that's Mm kind of, would be, yeah. 
for me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Weaving it together throughout the day and being in a posture to listen um, yeah. to God and then listen to others. Um, yeah. And so before we end too, I was curious to know, Danica, what are some of the things that you have learned from your friends and the community in Kenya that are just so valuable to you? Oh my gosh, so much. Like yeah. everything I am, am, I would attribute to what I've learned from them. But mm. um, from the beginning, we started working with this refugee camp in Kenya and these people lived in these like 10 by 10 huts and they, um, they didn't have the basic needs of life but they had more hope in the Lord than I've ever experienced from like a different culture, people group or community and um, their hope and trust that the Lord would bring them, you know, freedom from this refugee camp, just sustain them all the way. And now that we've seen them fully resettled, that's one of the biggest projects that EI has done so far is help the resettlement of this refugee camp. Like when I was just in Kenya a couple of months ago or last month, we got to um, be there to celebrate the title deeds of the land being distributed to mm -hmm. all of the people from the refugee camps. And they now have their own land, their homes, their farms, and they've now officially become landowners from mm -hmm. the government. And so to go to see them like from this place of desperation of like basic needs but their hope in Jesus remaining steady through it all. Yeah. It's just shown me it does not matter what circumstance I'm in, whether I'm, you know, doing exactly what I want to be doing or traveling as much as I want to travel or being the person I want to be like all these circumstances that we make. So the you know, prioritize in our lives, yeah. it doesn't matter what's going on or what's happening as long as our hope and our trust and our faith in the Lord remains as our most steady, you know, characteristic of ourselves, yeah. because regardless of anything, like he's the firmest foundation, he's the greatest friend we could ever have. He is like the kindest father. He is gracious to us and he's going to carry us through any situation and he'll teach us things along the way. And life with him is a joy. And so to have seen that modeled from such a young age until even now, like I was mm. sitting there, the town, the town that um, we were in is called Bahati. I was sitting there last month and, you know, they they get their title deeds handed to them from the government. And then they're dancing all the way back to their seats because they can't help but praise the Lord that they now have this piece of paper. I was sitting there and I was like, how am I the one that gets to see this? Like mm. with my eyes, like I get to tell the story, but I also got to sit there and like witness it. And so just to like receive that as a gift as well has been really, really beautiful. And then also take on the task of sharing that with other people has yeah. been amazing. Yeah. So oh, I've learned so much from them. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. So if people are interested in learning more about Expansion International, where would they do that? Yeah, so you can go to our website, um, just expansioninternational.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we can, uh, they can email me, danica at expansioninternational.org, and I'm happy to tell them more, meet up. Um, yeah, we'd love to be connected. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for all that you shared and poured into us. And thanks just for being a wonderful, consistent friend in my life and friend slash pretty much cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I was thinking about, um, 
you are one of the few people in my life that were at the hospital when both my kids, like that you came to visit the hospital when both yes. my kids were born. And I, I wasn't even invited the second time. I wasn't invited at all. I just I'm, came. I'm so glad you came. I think I was feeling a little sick and nauseous when you came. So it was a little, I was a little hot mess, but you know what? That just shows though, like what a wonderful friend you are and, oh, and the closeness that we, that our families have. It's such a yeah, gift to yeah. I've done lots of life with you and I'm such a fan of you and cheering you on and just grateful for, for who you are and the ways that you are sharing what God has given you with, with the world. So you're awesome. I appreciate you, Danica. Oh, I love you so much. Love you too. Wasn't that episode just so encouraging? Oh, I just am so thankful for Danica's story. And the ways that her story reminds me of God's intentionality in our lives in every season. And so often God is writing this beautiful story and stringing things together that I'm completely unaware of. And I oftentimes, maybe you can resonate with this, feel a lot of pressure to put together a plan and to be walking in the right, correct road of purpose. But, you know, there's such freedom in walking with Jesus daily. And just trusting that as I say yes, as we say yes to God every day, every moment, that God is stringing together the story. God is writing the story. I don't have to carry the pressure. And then what a beautiful gift it is to look back and see with like eyes of wonder and surprise how God orchestrated things on my behalf that I was completely unaware of. I think that's really helpful and humbling (laughs) for someone like me to just be reminded that that's often how God works. Well, that was those were some of my key takeaways, but I would love for us to process these 10 key takeaways from the episode as a way to just summarize all that we have heard and all that we received today from this conversation with Danica. So here are your key takeaways. Number one, God wants to place you in positions that line up with your passions. I just love that. It's so good. God wants us to have joy in what we're doing, and to be passionate about what we're doing. Number two, don't toss aside your childhood experiences, dreams, and passions. God may be building on what sparked in your heart way back then. And I just love this. I'm going to take a second and reflect on this one because, you know, it's funny for me. I, thinking back to when I was a kid, starting like late, late elementary school into early junior high, I really wanted to be a news reporter. I wanted to be a news anchor. I thought Katie Kirk on the Today Show was like the coolest person and I wanted her job. And so I would like, you know, pretend to be a newscaster. I was on my junior high and high school little news uh, thing that they put out on the announcements. Um, and, And I loved sharing the news, especially the good news. Now, I'm not trying to be cheesy, but like thinking back to that, It's really cool to see how I'm doing that in a different way than I ever thought, but I can see the fingerprints of what, you know, God was doing when I was a kid and what I loved and, and what I was passionate about and excited about. Yeah, I'm not a news anchor, but I am sharing the good news. I'm sharing the gospel and it is just really neat to see the connection there. So anyway, like back to the key takeaway, don't toss aside your childhood experiences because Really, what God was doing then in your heart may really illuminate what God is doing now. Okay, 
Number three, you don't have to kick down doors, my friends. God will pave your way. Number four, slow and steady isn't bad. God isn't in a hurry, so submit to the process. Number five, know what you do know and also know what you don't know. Number six, God is intentional in every season. So as we talked about earlier, fill the cart. Number seven, God calls us to a life of excellence, but that doesn't mean burdening ourselves with unrealistic expectations. Number eight, control and insecurity are signposts of unhealthy expectations for ourselves and others. Number nine, don't supercharge your relationship with Jesus once a day, but connect with him throughout the day. And number 10, immerse yourself in hope. Oftentimes we experience hope bursting forth from the people around us. And then here is our prayer prompt today. I'm really excited about this one. I would love for you in your time with God to think back to your elementary school self. Describe yourself, like maybe write it down, maybe grab a picture of yourself actually, and look at yourself, look into your eyes as a kid. Describe yourself, your dreams and your passions, what you loved as a kid, some of the characteristics that you really resonated with as a kid. And just brainstorm, just write it down, everything that comes to mind. And then answer this question. Does your childhood self give you any sense of clarity or affirmation regarding your passions now? God may just be using your 12-year-old self to bring clarity to your purpose in this particular season of your life. Well, if this has been helpful for you, this conversation, if it's been encouraging and helpful, I would love for you to share this episode with a friend who may be trying to figure out how to live into God's purposes for themselves. So share on social media, send a friend a text, and I just believe that this conversation will continue to have ripple effects of encouragement throughout our Ditching Perfection community. Before I sign off, I want to tell you that next week, my friend Dr. Todd Fry will be on the podcast. Todd and his wife, Melissa, were some of my professors in my Masters of Divinity program, and they taught a class called Pastoral Care and Counseling. And I just gleaned so much from them about what it looks like to walk with people in the midst of their hardships and their celebrations. But you guys, I also just learned so much about, yeah, about how to care well for people through the ways that Todd and Melissa cared well for our class and for me as a student. And so Todd is going to be on the podcast next week. He's going to really help us think about some of the roots of perfectionism, but also how we can extend compassion and kindness to ourselves and walk the road of healing with the help of the Holy Spirit. So I find that it's going to be really practical as he shares from his expertise in the world of psychology, and I believe that you will find it really helpful in your journey too. So that will happen next Tuesday. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any episode, including next week's. Well, for now, my friends, I am signing off and I will see you 
here next week. But until then, continue to pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm cheering you on.